you miss Canty and Carlin? A Sunday of football. We got to witness some of it up close and personal. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. That's right. We're busting through on ESPN Plus as well, Series 6M Channel 80. And on your smart speakers, Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, here in our New York studios. What's up, my friend? You didn't call out my middle name. Uh, listen, today is the day four. Don't start off Monday all sluggish just because you had a couple of games you called this weekend. I need more energy from you, buddy. Christopher Montravius Canty. Actually, I had a teammate named Montravius, by the way. You did? Yeah, very okay. random. Yeah, randomly. Okay. Here's the when thing I, I want to keep yeah. you guessing what I'm going to say. Yeah, you're I know. Stone out. I know, but you're the ball mama, though. I need you to bring it every <laughs> single show. At what point did you decide I was the bald mamba? Uh, I like I, it. I think it was around the point where you told me during the play-by-play broadcast that I should just clear out and let you do your thing. Oh, that's a fair try. That's yeah, a fair you, point. You told me, like, on our show, you're going to share the ball, but when we're doing play-by-play for NFL games... You're going to get yours. That's exactly what you told me verbatim. And was I correct? No, you were absolutely correct. Exactly. You made sure you got your money's worth yesterday in Foxborough, no doubt. Get out the way. Yeah. This is my show. By the way, is there there any show that's more entertaining than the Lamar show? There is not. Lamar Jackson, in person, (laughs) is even better. And we can't wait to talk about that in just a little bit because it is the best show in sports right now, and I know what I'm saying. But we start... With the Miami Dolphins, because I don't know about you, checking my timeline last night and today over on Twitter. Oh, they were lining up from South Florida and all over the country. Every hashtag fins up person sending me. <laughs> what are you going to say now? What are you going to say now? You can find a way to downplay us now. Here's your love. You're 3-0. and That was a terrific win over the Buffalo Bills. Could I make the argument that you should have won it by two or three touchdowns considering how it went down? Sure, I could, but you didn't. You got the W, and ultimately, that's all that matters. And I'll even go as far as to say this. Tua made some real throws yesterday. Yeah, He made some throws that were legitimate. Mm -hmm. Am I all of a sudden going to crown you and lead you to where the Vince Lombardi trophy is in Arizona and start making plans for all of you to get out west? The answer to that is no. I think the Dolphins were spectacular yesterday in getting that win, Chris. I'm not going to go nuts about the overall picture, where they are, and what happened, because I do have to at least acknowledge who the Buffalo Bills did not have yesterday. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Tua did take advantage of the two safeties for the Buffalo Bills being out. We know Micah Hyde is going to be out for the entire season with the neck injury, and Jordan Poor is dealing with a foot from Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. And so you had Tamar Hamlin, and you had another young safety in there, Jaquan Johnson, and those guys just couldn't get it done. On the third and 22 that Tua completed for 45 yards to Jalen Waddle. It was those two guys in primary coverage. And so that was a big-time throw in a big spot in that game. And I have to give Tua all the credit in the world because, first of all, he went back into the game after that scary moment taking that hit from Matt Milano. And, you know, he says it was a back injury. It looked like he was suffering from concussion symptoms. But nobody really knows what happened other than the people of the Miami Dolphins athletic training staff and Tua. But I will say this. Tua showed me some toughness and some grit. And overall, that's what I saw from this Dolphins team. Carlin, that was a game that the Miami Dolphins had no business winning. 
The Buffalo Bills doubled up on them on first downs. They doubled up on them on total yards. But when it came to being scrappy, being opportunistic, you saw it from that Miami Dolphins defense, and you saw it on the offensive end as well. Javon Holland with the strip sack on the second possession for the Bills gifted the Dolphins offense the ball at point-blank range. I think they got the ball on the six-yard line, Mm. and they ended up punching it in. And you saw Miami trade scores with the Bills after that moment. They were able to hang in there even though the Buffalo Bills offense was dominant the entire game. You're talking about an offense that racked up over almost 500 yards of total offense. I think it was 497, and they were 11-18 on third downs. Their offense was able to move the ball, but that Dolphins defense stiffened when it needed to, and that's why I give this group credit, man. They're a scrappy bunch. They didn't quit. They stayed with it. And ultimately, they were able to pull off a coup, and now they're sitting atop the AFC East. I'll take it a step further on Tua. The toughness, no question. Yeah. The fact that he came back, whether it was the back or whether it was a concussion, whatever the situation was. Either way, it was probably ill-advised. When you and I are sitting there listening to Kevin Winter at halftime describe what happened, there's no way it sounded like he was coming back in that game. It sounded like he was done for the day, but he was back out there. But, Chris, I'll go as far as to say... I would assign the word winner to the performance I saw from Tua yesterday. That made me think Tua's a winner. That If, if I'm going to take anything out of it all around, I just felt like he was making some plays yesterday that we had not seen him make. We had him, we'd seen him make some in college, but not at this level. And while, yes, the safeties were out, he did do what he's supposed to do. There were still some wounded ducks in there. Let's yeah. not ignore. Let's not ignore them. But I, I could go as far as to say that because of some of the darts that he threw yesterday, that was more impressive to me than what happened last week. Well, here's what I, I don't want to do, Carlin. I don't want to conflate the two things because Tua is one of the most polarizing players in the NFL. People have strong opinions either way on him, and I think the truth about him is somewhere in the middle. But lost in all of that conversation is the Miami Dolphins being a damn good football team, Carlin. That defense is legit, man. Javon Holland. He's your guy. Javon Holland is a star. I mean, yesterday, in addition to the strip sack, you're talking about the guy only allowing one reception in his coverage on three targets, two forced incompletions, and only allowing six yards uh, in, in his coverage. He can ball. You got guys up front, Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins. They, those dudes can ball. Xavier Howard can ball. Like, you've got playmakers all over that side. And then the other part that's lost on this is the upgrade that Chris Greer, their general manager, made on the offensive line. Because even though Tua took that nasty hit against from Matt Milano, that was one of the only hits that he took when he dropped back to throw the ball, Carlin. He was only hit three times yesterday, sack once. That's it. They kept him clean. They kept a, a nice pocket for him to deliver the football when they called his number in the drop-back passing game. So we got to give credit where credit is due. This is a good Dolphins football team. The defense is going to be bend but don't break. They'll be opportunistic. The offense we know can be explosive whenever they want to be. And Tua is going to do a good job at managing the game. Through the first three weeks of the NFL, no quarterback has a higher QBR than Tua. So we got to put some respect on his name from here on out. I'm still not saying that he's the best quarterback in his division or in the NFL, but I think he's the right quarterback for what Mike McDaniel wants to do with this offense. See, I'm not there yet. Uh, It's so far through three games, it looks okay. It looks okay. I'm not going to sit here and think that he's 
have you did did the long term answer get answered for you yesterday? No, it didn't get answered for me. But what I'm saying is, based on how the offense is operating, Tua can do that. They're asking him to make some accurate throws, most of them in between the numbers in the intermediate zones. He can do that. Okay, every now and again, take a shot downfield. He can do that based on the weapons, the personnel that he has around him. I'm not saying he's the long-term answer. What I am saying is the Miami Dolphins, based on how this offense is operating and how Tua is playing, is going to contend for the AFC East title with the Buffalo Bills. I thought the Bills Mm. were going to win this division running away. That is not the case based on what I saw yesterday. Well, based on the, an injury or two. Well, you're saying an injury or two. Let me say this. Yeah. You're saying based on an injury or two. This is a Buffalo Bills team that hasn't won a one-score game in the past two years. They're going to play some closely contested games in the AFC. Just, they're go, they're mm. going to play some closely contested games against the Miami Dolphins. Look, That's what it's going to be. Look, we can't ignore... The whole heat thing. And I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not using it as an excuse. Let's not ignore it. Because that stadium, as Rex Ryan pointed out this morning, is brilliantly designed to have the opposition sitting in the heat all afternoon. Well, you ain't got to tell and, me. And, I lived that yes, movie, Carlin. Yes. I understand that. But the heat ain't got nothing to do with Josh Allen chicken winning that ball on fourth down in the goal line. It was a bad It's bad, a terrible throw. throw. It was a terrible throw. What about the end of half situation? Where you botch the the spike? Yeah. Where you can't get a field goal? End of the game. In the end of the game. Yep. You can't do those things. What the hell does the Heat have to do with that? Look, I well, the Heat on the botch spike thing actually might have something to do with it because his arms were incredibly sweaty as the ball came up there. Oh. I mean, that, let's, let's Carl, at least Carl, it if, might I'm going, have if I'm, if, if, I, if I'm on trial, I want you as my defense attorney because uh, you're coming up with a lot of excuses for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And quite frankly, Colin, if you're going to contend at a championship level, you're going to have to beat good teams yeah. in closely contested games. Yep. And the Bills have not shown that they can do that, and the Dolphins have shown through three games that they are a good football team. Period. They beat the Baltimore Ravens last week when they shouldn't have. They beat the Buffalo Wills in week three when they shouldn't have. At some point, we're just going to have to acknowledge this is a good team. I'm not saying that they're a championship contender. I am saying... They can contend with the Bills for their division. I am saying that more likely than not, they're going to be in the playoff picture in December. I think we have to start assigning that to the Miami Dolphins, even though we still have serious questions about their quarterback. You can. I will go as this far on week, in week three. Hmm. They are better than I thought. <laughs> they are better than I thought. That's what I will give you in week three. Okay. All right, I'll if take I'm it. not mistaken, there's 14 games left in the season. A lot of season left. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want you to be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Hit us up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So we shift over to the other game in Florida right after Chris tells us about this from Indeed. Well, actually, it's from Vivid Vivid Seats. Seats. Here we go. Football season is heating up, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. So download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Again, that's visit vividseats.com today. 
Vivid Seats Life Happens Live receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Tipped up into the air. It is incomplete. It is incomplete. Tom Brady came out of retirement for Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones. You know, it's concerning. We didn't have to have those guys to win this ball game. We just needed to play smarter. And there is your dagger. He had guys that he didn't come out of retirement to play with, and so the execution wasn't there, the consistency. I mean, you're not used to seeing Tampa Bay's offense look this way. It's just, yeah, there's a lot to it, so... Or does it have to do with who you don't have on the field right now? I think it's that simple. I think I do, too. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Hey, Packers offense yesterday looked about as good as we have seen it look. Aaron Rodgers certainly looked as good as we have seen it look. That is a low bar to clear. My goodness. Exactly. (laughs) They scored 14 points. Great defense. We know this about the Tampa Bay Bucks. Very, very good defense. This is where the Packers are. This is how we're grading the Packers. Now, all I have to do is look at who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't have yesterday, mm. and I'm looking at him throwing, at Brady throwing, trying to force balls into Russell Gage. Yeah. I mean, it's just not happening, and bro. He did, and he didn't try. He actually did in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And if had it not been for a delay a game penalty on a two-point conversion, we could be talking about that game going into overtime. Here's my point. We had receivers out there who are not on the level of the other guys who are going to make adjustments, get to the football in tight coverage. You had guys who are guys. You had just guys out there yesterday for Tom Brady, and they still almost beat the Packers and certainly still almost tied them had they not taken a delay of game so, penalty so what you're on saying a two-point is, conversion. Even though Jacksonville was playing in L.A., you still had some Jags in Tampa. Yeah. J- just a guy. Just a guy. Exactly. <laughs> there were some no, Jags in Tampa. There were a lot of Jags Chris, in Tampa. here's the thing. Like, and everybody who wants, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. Mm. Everybody who wants to complain about the delay of game stuff, on the play before, it's legit. Because the ref, or or the, the back judge, I think it is, maybe it's the umpire, I'm not sure. Whoever is responsible for the play clock mm-hmm. has that half a second between when the play clock hits zero and when they look up to confirm it hits zero before they blow the whistle. So there is a half second that is in there as it hits zero that you can still snap the ball. Yeah, there's a little bit of a buffer in there. And they did on that play before. Mm -hmm. But on the two-point conversion play, it's just inexcusable. I I mean, it's absolutely inexcusable. And the the surprise of that, Carlin, in that situation, Tom Brady usually has a play that he knows he wants to go to in that circumstance. You know, when you're going through... Those situations, usually it's Thursday and Friday at the end of practice, you're going through those specific situations, mm-hmm. like, you know, goal line, short yardage, red zone, and then end of half, end of game, two-point conversion. You usually have a play that you want to go to, maybe two, for Tom Brady not to have something in his mind and for that operation to be as slow as it was, that was surprising for me. And so I don't know if it's him trying to get the guys – that he had to play with yesterday on the same page as him. But again, to your point, when you don't have the personnel that you thought you would have coming into the season in this matchup, 
against the Green Bay Packers defense, it, it was going to be tough for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense to get going. What surprised me, though, is the Packers defense outplaying the Bucs defense. It wasn't by a lot, but that's actually what happened in that game yesterday. Sure. I, I don't think it's going to be the norm. I don't, I don't think it's going to be what we're going to see all year. Chris, I came out of yesterday feeling worse about the Packers than I did about the Bucks. So more concern about the Packers after yesterday than the Bucks, even though the Packers won. I have a feeling you feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I look, we could talk all we want about Romeo Dobbs finally doing some things and Alan Lazard and all that stuff. That's all fine. Yeah. They put 14 points up on the board. Yeah. And as much as we're setting the bar pretty low for Aaron Rodgers right now, that's where the bar is. And it's because of what he has to work with and – Hey, it's great that he thinks he's one of the best and all that stuff. Fantastic. I don't know how much of that you can overcome with this team this year. Well, Carlin, I will say this. The Green Bay Packers, they've scored 48 points on the season through three games. 48 points. They've only scored 10 points in the second half of games, Carlin. 10 points. You know what that tells me? That once you get past the scripted plays that you work on in practice and once the opposing defense makes adjustments – Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust his receiving core to make the adjustments necessary in order to continue to have the offense be productive. He doesn't trust that those guys are going to see it the same way he sees it in terms of what the defense has done and having an answer for it in the second half of games. If this trend continues, that's going to be a problem for the Packers. And it might not show up until November, December, when their schedule gets a little tougher, but this is going to be a problem for them. And we also understand this. When it comes to the Green Bay Packers, it ain't about winning 12 or 13 regular season Doesn't games because they've done that the last three years under Matt LaFleur. It's what this team can do once we get into January into the postseason. Can they contend at a championship level? And right now, they don't look like a team that's trending in that direction. No. At least not on the offensive side of the ball. But, Carlin, here's the deal. Coming up for the Green Bay Packers, they're at home against the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. who's going to be starting Brian Hoyer or Bailey Zappi. Good luck. Yeah. With New England. They're going to win that game. They've got the New York Giants at home. They've got the New York Jets at home. They're on the road against the Washington Commanders. Their next real test is going to come, what, October 30th on the road in Buffalo? I mean, think about it. We're talking about this team being able to cruise to 6-1, and 7-1. and one. I mean, that, that's what we're looking at before they're going to be tested again. So everybody's going to praise the Green Bay Packers and talk about them as one of the best teams in all of football. But that's not what I saw on the field in Tampa yesterday. Cupcake City coming up. I I don't think you're going to learn it. If you're expecting to know in the coming weeks about the Green Bay Packers and if they're turning the corner toward being a much better postseason team, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. You're, you're not going to learn very much at all. I, I'm not buying. I'm not buying. I'm sorry. I, what I saw yesterday... It's not worthy of my purchase. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, want you to be a part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because yesterday, Chris and I were in Foxborough for the Ravens and the Patriots calling the game on ESPN Radio. And we witnessed what we believe could be the best show in sports. Is Lamar Jackson the best show in sports? 
We'll tell you why, and we want your take. Lines are open for you right now at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Big football Monday. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Rarely in life do things live up to the hype. Watching Lamar Jackson in person lives up to the hype. Ooh. And then some. Ooh. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. If you were unaware, yesterday Chris and I called the game with Sal Palantonio of the Ravens and the Patriots, and watching Lamar Jackson in person is even better than watching on TV because yep. the I, I, the word I would use is he his feet almost speak with eloquence the way he moves around and the ease with which he does it and. Watching him not only be very comfortable in the pocket throwing the ball and watching him get to the outside, his play action work, his his RPO work, man, it is something to behold. And Chris, I, I'm curious to get fans' takes on this because Lamar Jackson is the best show in sports. Without a doubt. Carlin, I, I'm trying not to be prisoner of the moment. And I don't want to be. I thought this was the case I don't want to be hyperbolic. Yeah, I'm having a hard time making a case against Lamar Jackson being the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. Yeah, that says something. I am. Yeah, I mean, and I listen, guys. I'm not. I know Pat Mahomes is out there. I know Aaron Rodgers is out there. Josh Allen is out there. But seeing Lamar Jackson up close and personal, this dude plays the game at a different speed. Carlin, you're talking about the type of explosiveness that we see from Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell at the quarterback position and what he does in terms of being able to take advantage of the opportunities in the run game with the zone read. I mean, yesterday in the second half, the way that he creased the New England Patriots defense on one of those zone reads, I mean, you're talking about the guy taking off for 25 yards, and and it's in a blink. 
and you don't know what happened. And the next play, you're talking about that being down in the red area with a goal-to-goal situation. It's unbelievable what Lamar Jackson can do. And we got to keep this in mind, too. He's already down his left tackle, Ronnie Staley, and he lost the fill-in, Patrick McCarry, in the second quarter. Yeah. And at that moment, Carlin, you and I were looking at each other and saying, I don't know what he's going to do. Because Dietrich, I mean, you were Dietrich, right. Dietrich Wise, the defensive end for the New England Patriots, was feasting on Daniel. Daniel, what is it, Fa'alele? Uh, Fa'alele, yeah. Fa'ale, he was feasting on him. He had, what, three sacks? Three. In, in that game? Yep. And two in the of first them, half. And, and two of them happened, like, back-to-back. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, we didn't know what was going to happen with that Baltimore Ravens offense because that Patriots defensive line seemingly took over. And we said it in that moment. If the new, If the Patriots... Well, let me say it this way. If the Ravens were going to get back in this game and they were going to beat the Patriots, it was going to have to be Lamar Jackson as the catalyst, and he absolutely turned it on. After that interception that he threw in the second quarter, you're talking about four straight scoring drives for the Baltimore Ravens, and that was all Lamar Jackson. Well, your call on this. Is is Lamar the best show in sports right now? Line them up now because the lines are open at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because watching him, it's it's just masterful what he can do and Chris I've been a Lamar guy for a long time I I thought it was dangerous what he was choosing to do with (laughs) uh, betting on himself Mm -hmm. but do you remember watching him yesterday seeing him take a bad hit no neither do I no and I think a lot of that has to do with his escapability but also just smarts in, in how he's handling himself. And boy, I'll, I'll tell you, he is capable of making throws that no quarterback should be ma- capable of making. And, and I'll just, uh, on this, the immediate one that comes to mind is we're watching uh, Mark Andrews in the back of the end zone mm-hmm. on his second touchdown. Yeah. And Lamar's backpedaling. Oh, yeah, he's fading like yes. Michael Jordan in the NBA Finals in 98. And throwing it off yeah. his back foot, and you're thinking, wait a minute, you're going to throw it off your back foot in the middle of the end zone on a short field, and you're thinking, wow, that's trouble. But let's just keep in mind wow. why he was fading in that situation, Carlin. Mm-hmm. Mac Wilson Sr. was unblocked by the offensive line. Yeah. Unblocked. He's got a full head of steam. He hits it right at the snap. That should be a sack. That yep. shouldn't even be a pass attempt. Yep. And yet Lamar Jackson's able to drift back far enough, has the arm talent and the touch to get the ball to Mark Andrews, double covered, but he knows if he puts it up high that his guy has a size advantage against the safeties for the Patriots. Yep. That ends up being a touchdown. But to me, that wasn't the most impressive throw that he made yesterday. That was you, just you, one. You know the one that, that comes out, that sticks out in my mind. The throw that he made to Devin Duvernay yeah. in the corner of the end zone, back pylon throw, it was late in the third quarter, I believe. Just an impossible throw, Carlin. And he's doing it from the pocket. He's winning from the pocket, which is what people said he needed to improve on. Carlin, yesterday against the Blitz, Lamar Jackson was 9 of 10, 107 yards, and four touchdowns. That's want- against the Blitz. Yep. Surgical. Chris, he was unbelievable yesterday. I want to go back to something that Devin McCourty said with us last week. When he was talking about Lamar, the first thing he talked about was how comfortable he is in the pocket now, how the first instinct when the pocket is collapsing is not to take off. 
it's still to stand in there and make the throw, and how he surveys the field and is smart enough to see what's going to work and what's not and where he can go with the football. Mm -hmm. And that's where the maturation has come from. Listen to John Harbaugh on the topic. I just think it's a natural next step, Sal, in terms of, in terms of like finding his, his rhythm during the week, what he's looking at, how he studies defenses, how he breaks defenses down. You know, you kind of like not, not, it's not a light bulb thing. It's just a, it's an evolution of, of studying the game that you see quarterbacks go through. And, you know, he's still a young quarterback. And he's, he's I mean, you, you watch him play. Does it, look, does it look like he understands, you know, what he's going up against and what he's dealing with out there? Right, and that's that's the that's the result of that process and that work effort that he's putting in. It's really Chris, impressive. Uh, all I can tell you is anybody that doesn't think that he is worth it as a quarterback in this league and being one of the best, if not the best, I would just tell you to stop watching football because you don't know what you're talking about. You yeah. have to sit and watch this guy for the entire fourth quarter, don't or in a game or for an entire game for that matter. But just in crunch time, the ability to get it done. After he threw an interception in the first half, that was not a great interception. It's not a good throw on his part. And but it, he was under duress. In exactly. all fairness, that offensive line was playing awful in the first half they of that were, game. They were not doing anything yeah. to help him. Yeah. So what's the natural instinct? The natural instinct is that the mobile quarterback is just going to run around and make something happen. That's not how they won the game. Yes, he ran for 20 yards here and there. Yeah. That's not how they won the game. He threw four touchdown passes in the game. Yeah. When it when it was required, he threw a bullet to a third string tight end in Josh Oliver. Yeah. This guy is as good as it gets as a pure quarterback and now just adds this deadly dimension that before was thought to be all he had. And all I can think, Chris, is 31 other teams just look like idiots. They do. Because, just look like idiots. Because Lamar is just special, man. Listen, yesterday, he, uh, Carlin, th- there's no other words for it other than saying he was the best player on the field. And people were saying this guy can't win from the pocket, but that's exactly what he did yesterday. I mean, he was 14-22 in throws from the pocket, Carlin, four touchdowns to one interception. That's what it was and a 70 QBR. That's from the pocket. That's what he was. So from the pocket, he had a 70 QBR. Against the Blitz, his QBR was 99.6. He's he's evolved as a player at the quarterback position, and when you marry that with what he can do in the run game, he might be the most indefensible player in the National Football League. I don't want to hear about worrying about him getting hurt because – Carlin, I, I don't Carlin, think that's a thing. Carlin, I, you know what? I, it's it's not a thing, and I will say this. I'm going to take it a step further because everybody wants to talk about the contract and what he's worth. Yeah. Carlin, he is going to be the highest paid player in the NFL when he signs his contract. He's, it's just what it is. Like, I was on the field talking with Eric DaCosta before the game. We exchanged pleasantries because I was once a part of the Ravens organization, and that's all well and good. But I told him when I was down there, that number eight guy is special, and he gave me a look. And I think he understands it, too. Lamar Jackson is going to be the highest-paid player in the National Football League. Don't worry about precedent when it comes to this guy. You're going to get what you put into it. You're going to get it. And If you're the team, you're going to get your return on investment. Here's the other thing, Carlin. He's 25 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's 25 years old. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Is he the best show in sports? 888-SAY-ESPN. That is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. That is where you connect with the show. So let's do that next. Meanwhile, another quarterback made a play yesterday that Dan Orlovsky believes will remove him from infamy. Why, Dan is dead wrong. That's on the way. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, on Lamar Jackson being the best show in sports. Let's hear from you and get your take. We're going to start with Jason out in South Dakota. Jason, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, bud? The best show on, you know, right now in football, I would say is Mahomes, and I'm a Broncos fan, so it, it pains me to say that. But I don't know why everyone talks about Lamar like he is this amazing quarterback. He's going to get paid the most money when his next contract comes up. Okay, Here's the deal. He's great. He's entertaining. When I turn on the TV looking for him in January, where do I see him? Nowhere. Because he cannot win. No, because no, because he didn't have a teammate with him last year, and he still managed to keep that team somehow in any kind of contention after they had hundreds of injuries on the Ravens last year. And they've been in the playoffs every year except last year. And he's won a road playoff game. Exactly. They've been in the divisional round two of the last three years. I don't understand. You talk about you turn on your TV and you don't see him. He's there. And then, oh, by the way, Carlin, here's this little nugget for you. First quarterback to have thrown for three passing touchdowns and had 100 yards rushing in consecutive games, that belongs to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. They've been playing football for a long time, over 100 years in the NFL. He's the first quarterback to do that. That's absurd. That's absolutely ridiculous, and he's doing that. Jill in Baltimore is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Jill. Hi. So, first off, that last caller doesn't know what he's talking about. Lamar Jackson is amazing. He's had, what, back-to-back weeks of five touchdowns? I mean, come on. I really, like, everybody in Baltimore loves him, and we are hoping and praying that they come up off their wallets um, and pay him his money that he deserves. That's funny. You know, yesterday, you and I and Sal are having a conversation Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter about the contract, and Sal made the point, you know, the Ravens don't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract. They have drawn that line in the sand. And why? 
Yeah, well. My question is why, though? I, I don't, At the quarterback position, why? Yeah. Why would you not want to give your quarterback a fully guaranteed contract, Carlin? Because here's the thing that we never talk about. There is a salary cap floor. Yep. There's a certain amount of money that teams have to spend every single year. It's an 89% cap spend. And you have to invest that money in somebody. Putting it in Lamar Jackson is a pretty safe bet in terms of being able to get the return on investment. Here's the other thing. It's about scarcity. There are never enough quality quarterbacks to go around. Lamar Jackson is one of the very best. I don't know why you wouldn't pay him. Straight to it. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776 is Lamar Jackson, the best show in sports right now. Trace in Tennessee is next on ESPN Radio. Trace, what do you got? Hey, man, I just I agree with you guys. I'll go a step further. I think he's the best the best athlete in the freaking world, man. What he does, I love watching him play. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, but anytime I can watch Lamar, I'm on that channel. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I This is going to be wrong. But just I'm say gonna, it. I'm just say, say it. Anyway. Don't worry about how it sounds. Just say it. It bugs me when we talk about athlete first with Lamar. Mm. It bugs me. I want to hear us say quarterback first with Lamar. And I'm not saying that for him. Sure. I'm just saying in general because we know what coded language is. Mm. We understand that. And that's why it's so important to sit and watch the guy play and understand it is not just running all over the place and making things happen on the fly. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. The football IQ aspect of it is what takes it to the next level. And I think that's what we had appreciation for because we were able to see it up close and personal. Seeing how he was able to turn the game, mostly with his arm and a little bit with his legs. But but I guess when that last caller says he's the best athlete in the world, I take that to mean this is the guy that when he's playing, I want to watch him more so than any other athlete. Whether we're talking about golf soccer, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, I want to watch this dude because I have a chance to see something that I've never seen before. And I'm not pinning anything on him. It just triggered the thought for me. Sure. Because we've heard it so much. The Mm -hmm. guy is an unbelievable athlete. and I I do want to watch him above anybody else. I would love to see a foot race between him and Tyreek Hill. I would love to see it. By the way... (laughs) I, I don't think we have to worry about that little elbow brace he was wearing. No, nah, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That guy has a howitzer attached to his right shoulder. But, I mean, listen, he can make touch throws, Carlin. I, I, I haven't seen that from Lamar Jackson in the past. The ability to be able to drop it in there. I mean, you're talking about layering throws, being able to get it over the second level of defenders and drop it in right in front of the safeties. Like, we're seeing him make those types of throws now. And that's not a, a, a shot that he's had in his golf bag in the last couple of years. But he's added that pitch, and that makes it a difference in terms of his ability to be effective that also changes how defenses have to game plan around him. Let's hit Tony in Ohio up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Tone. Hey, guys. I'm going with Shohei Otani, best show in sports. You imagine if Lamar went back to the sidelines, went back onto the field and played linebacker? Give me Shohei Otani, baby. 
Or he could pitch. That would be even better. Yeah. I'm not too sure Lamar Jackson can't pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Joey Otani's a, tr- a tremendous, tremendous athlete in show and sports. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, at the moment, and it's not just because we were sitting there yesterday watching him. I said this during the offseason. I still believe he's the best show in sports. And yesterday just really drove that home for me. Yeah. God, it's so it's fun to watch him. And he can just turn and throw the ball sidearm and still has the same whip on it. He just has so many different ways to beat you. It's just it's mesmerizing to watch this guy. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus.